Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Yo, 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 welcome to a very short edition of NBA Today. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. Make sure to check out all the fine people at HoopBall, hoop-ball.com, and on Twitter, at HoopBallTweets. This is a HoopBall presentation, after all. I'm not going to lie to you, y'all. I am not feeling too well. Uh, your boy made a questionable dining decision, stopping at a gas station for an orange chicken bowl before deciding to tuck down and watch the game. So that was that was a stupid decision. I've, I've, made, some, I've made some dumb decisions in my life. Um, I've made some dumb culinary decisions in my lifetime. That has to take the cake. And and since, you know, you guys are fam, my anonymous listeners, it, the, the chicken was watery. Uh, it didn't really have any flavor. It, it was just orange. It was almost like watery chicken with orange food coloring over a bed of mushy, warm brown rice. And then I compounded my error because I started eating that, ate about half the bowl, and said, nah, this ain't going to work, right? So then I went in between halftime of the Clippers... Nuggets game to Chipotle, and I should have known when I walked in. Something was wrong with their with their line or something water wise because the whole store smelled like sewer. It was disgusting, right? And then I go and I'm getting my. Uh, I, I there's a there's a rumor that there's more food in the Chipotle bowl than there is in the burrito, and so I took the bowl, right? Didn't even need the extra tortilla anyway, right? That rumor. I mean, the guy serving my food, he, he, it was almost like he went out on purpose to make sure that that was just what it was, a rumor, because he put a scoop of rice, I paid for extra guacamole, I got maybe a half a scoop more of that, it was the most pitiful bowl I've had the misfortune of having, it, it was it was very sad, um, and between the combination of those two things, I do not feel well, and no, I didn't even get to finish the bowl, uh, that's in the trash now, so all that being said, I'm currently battling some cramps, and yeah, it, it's going to be a very quick episode, which is fine because we're just going to run through one game real quick. That was pretty was pretty quick. It was it was pretty dead. Um, Kawhi Leonard scored 29 points on 12 of 16 shooting. The Clippers had been rested for a while, four to five days, and it showed. The Nuggets were tired, and and, and that showed too. The Clippers literally rolled past the Nuggets. 120 to 97 in a game that somehow wasn't even as close as the score would indicate and the score shows you that it was a a pretty decent sized margin of victory but th- this game Kawhi Leonard was on fire they couldn't stop him they got decent contributions from Paul George and Marcus Morris the Clippers I'm talking about overall the Clippers shot 57% from the field compare that to the Nuggets who came out tired flat energy uh, 
their starters for Denver only scored 57 points on 20 of 48 shooting. As a team, the Nuggets just scored, just shot 42% from the field, and Jokic scored 15 for Denver, and, and, and that was it. Jamal Murray looked absolutely gassed. Remember, he averaged 31.6 points in the first round. He scored 50 points twice in that series against Utah, but unfortunately, the Clippers are not the Utah Jazz. He finished tonight with, or last night with 12 points on 5 of 15 shooting, and they were putting everyone on Jamal. Pat Beverly was healthy. They were getting people on him. They were making it uncomfortable, and his shot wasn't going down. Uh, the Clippers in the second quarter really took charge. They outscored the Nuggets 38-20 to at half when I went for that ill-fated uh, burrito bowl. They led 69-51, to and they held Denver to 25% shooting in the second quarter. And the game honestly just got worse from there. Uh, they held the Nuggets 16 points in the third quarter. They took a 91-67 to lead into the fourth. It was pathetic. LA's biggest lead was 29 points in that quarter. Uh, good news for both teams. I mentioned Pat Beverly returning after missing the last five games that left calf strain. He started. He had eight points. That was good. Gary Harris returned to starting lineup. He had played, you know, rather limited minutes in the past two games. Remember, he's been out since March with that strained right hip. And so he finished with five points, but had decent defense, um, and that was good to see. Uh, and Jeremy Grant, he scored 11 points on four four shooting in the first quarter. He was the one hot nugget, and then he scored one point the rest of the game. So, I mean, if you're looking at Jeremy Grant as your main offensive weapon, um, unless you're the OKC Thunder expecting a random Lou Dort game, you're not going to get that, and, and they didn't. Um, it, it, it just was a well-rested Clippers team that had Beverly back, a defensive captain for this team, a uh, Clippers team that, remember, they had had 33 different starting lineups this season, and they were completely healthy. And they played very well this season when they've all been healthy. And it was just a perfect storm of a, fine-tuned Clippers team and a very a very tired Nuggets team. I mean, if you look at the numbers, 5 of 15 for Jamal Murray, 6 of 14 for Nikola Jokic, 2 of 9 for Michael Porter Jr. Monte Morris was the most efficient of anyone who shot uh, 6 or more shots. He had 12 points on 5 of 11 shooting, and then P.J. Dozier was after him with 3 of 6, and that was it. That was it. Uh, turnovers are racked up. More than a few had uh, 2 or more. The Nuggets had the team at 15 turnovers which wasn't a huge difference from the Clippers' 14, but when the Clippers shot as hot as they did, I mean, it, it, you can't beat that. The, the coldest guy um, in the starting five was Paul George, who, you know, he's been up and down, 6-13 from the field, 2-7 from three. But when Kawhi Leonard goes 12-16 from the field, when Marcus Morris goes 7-10 from the field, 4-5 from three, Pat Bev, smart shots, made what he took, 3-5 from the field, 2-3 from three. When you have that, I mean... Come on. You shoot 57% from the field, 41% from three. You're, you're not catching that. And to their credit, the Nuggets didn't. So game two's on Saturday. Nuggets can get some more rest. Try to figure out, okay, you understand where the Clippers are going to attack you. You can adjust a little better. Find different ways to free up Jamal Murray. Ah, sorry. Um, make sure that you can get Nikola Jokic to be more aggressive, especially on the defensive end where a lot of the Clippers' action was kind of running straight to him. And he just would not close out. He just kind of let the offense come to him the opposing offense come to him and just conceded shots that he had no business of doing, especially with his length as a potential rim deterrent. It it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, And it was unfortunate and, you know, it wasn't the sole reason why the Nuggets lost, but it was a big reason why they did. So the Nuggets have their work cut out for them. This was a game they were already kind of behind the eight ball just in terms of having had a tough seven game series and, you know, not coming with the requisite energy needed. And so now down 1-0, We'll see how they adjust on the over the weekend to the Clippers and, and, and where they go moving forward. All right, y'all. So NBA bubble season, you know us 
who ball good fine folks love to hook up people with the deals i personally love a good bargain except if it's chipotle and i want to share with y'all two partnerships that we have going on right now two great deals one is with my bookie what is my bookie oh i'm glad you asked it's a home run it's a slam dunk it's it's a triple overtime game winning shot by lebron james over Kawhi leonard to take the lakers to the nba finals all that wrapped into one i love it you love it that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today my book is up to minute odds on all your favorite teams everything it's never been a better time to start it's easy with my book you bet you win they pay Let's talk about baseball for a second. If you're feeling good about your MLB team's chances this year, I don't know what the standings are. Be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets because nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them before the season's even begun. Only thing doing that, nothing, only thing better than betting on your squad before the season even begun is betting on them as the season has gone on. And if they're already playing well, then you look like you're clairvoyant. You were always with your team. And if they're not, you look like the guy who will or the gal who will spur the team to making a complete 180 revolution so that's awesome but why stop with baseball smart betters are always looking toward the future in this case that means basketball obviously hockey football my boogie's already accepting bets on all that plus they have online sports betting and this has never been a better time to start exploring that world you know you have nba 2k league and all sorts of craziness going so join today my book your match deposit 100 percent Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager if you want to try that baseball thing out. All you got to do is enter promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, altogether when signing up. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, altogether when signing up. Remember, at my bookie, the terms are very, very, very simple. You bet, you win, they pay. It gets no better than that. But it actually does because support for HOOPBALL is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. They obsess over the technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. I have some sad shaving stories. I will not trouble you to listen to those. NBA Today is of light and positivity and NBA action, not dark, dark stories of dangerous shaving coming too close to the action. And just going, I'm not going to go negative on you. I'm not going to do it. And you know what? Manscaped doesn't want to do it either. So that's why they've developed and redesigned the electric trimmer. Then Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest hair trimmer ever created and it just released it is the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge trimming blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to manscapes advanced skin safe technology when i tell y'all this is premium i mean it is premium the battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave 90 minutes that's an hour and a half that's that's a pretty decent movie the water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower and one of the coolest features is the led light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming you can see what you are doing down under they've also upgraded to a 7000 rpm motor with quiet stroke technology and let's not forget about the charging stand show your mower off loud and proud because the intelligently designed stand is convenient charging dock powered by usb if you're listening to me speak right now, and I know you are because NBA Today and y'all love it, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL, H-O-P-B-L-L, great organization, 2-0 at manscaped.com. Again, one more time for y'all, 20% off of free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code HOOPBALL20. We have some news Yep, that's right. The Brooklyn Nets has found their next head coach. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Are y'all ready for this? Yes, it is Steve Nash. The Brooklyn Nets hired Hall of Famer Steve Nash as their head coach. That is that is insane. 
Um, obviously, he has a good relationship with Kevin Durant, having worked a lot with him when Steve Nash was an advisor for the Warriors. He comes with no coaching experience personally, but obviously with the Phoenix Suns and, you know, before that with the Mavericks, has a history of leadership and being outside-the-box offensive mastermind. And that helps. When he was a consultant for the Warriors, he had a good relationship with Kevin Durant. I think that he'll immediately take a liking to Kyrie Irving. Uh, Jacques Vaughn is going to stay, which I am glad they're making the highest paid assistant in the league. And that is deserved to me because Jacques Vaughn really did a lot for that team in the wake of the dismissal of Kenny Atkinson, really holding them together and taking them to the playoffs. Yes, it did not work as they expected, but they really came with almost half a roster. And the players they did get were, were injured. Joe Harris left early. And the fact that Jacques Vaughn was able to keep that team together, committed, and playing better than the sum of their parts, that is worth it. I, I wish he had gotten a crack uh, at the job. And honestly, I kind of wish that, you know, other, I don't even want to say people of color, but I mean, there's five NBA coaches of color in the NBA. And a lot of them are assistants that could have been given a chance that are not getting this chance as they keep getting passed over for other players who have other players or other coaches who've had zero coaching experience and you could say have paid their dues or not paid their dues. Now, Steve Nash, Hall of Famer, all-time legend, someone who I think will take quickly to the role, and I'm happy that he's coached the Nets. But just in general, uh, Stephen A. Smith said something about this on first take, and while I may not have as strong a reaction as his was, I do think that there is uh, maybe a look for the NBA or others to really look at players and, and coaches and execs who, who want to get into the head coaching realm who have really worked at it and paid their dues and just not getting the shots that other people seem to have and uh, look at that and see how how that's the case and how they can possibly make it different you obviously want to hire the best person in the job and that's regardless of you know any situation experience color what doesn't matter but after a certain point in time you have to wonder if there is a glass ceiling for certain players or certain people who want to enter coaching who just cannot get a shot while others all over do i mean jim boylan got a shot coaching chicago bulls I mean, he had question marks before even coming in. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to crack a joke, you know, at the Bulls' expense, but but come on. So that's just something I wish they would look at further. Maybe they can make that something to not make a priority, but just look at. With that being said, I'm really happy for Steve Nash. Great relationship with Kevin Durant. Great leader. Great guy. Legend. Hall of Famer. He's one to get into coaching. That's kind of cool. Not something that many people expected. And, you know, we wait to see what happened. All right, so... Sorry, y'all. Gonna make this real short. Concerning the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics, it was literally 0.5 seconds left on the clock. A literal half second left on the game clock. As the Raptors were going to go down 3-0, or should I say 0-3, to the Boston Celtics. That's an abyss that no NBA team has ever come out of. 0-3 is a death sentence. 3-1 used to be. It used to be, and then the Cavs made it made it, made it popular, and then, you know, the, the Nuggets just did it against the Jazz. But through, down three games to zero, that is still the all-she-wrote, fat lady sings everything you want there. They were down by two points, and they were down by two games, and they needed a miracle. And oh me, oh gee, oh my... OG and Anobi came through. First of all, Kyle Lowry threw a perfect cross-court pass, went over everyone, dropped right in Ananobi's hands, and he just got off a three-pointer as time expired that went in to give the Raptors a 104-103 win over the Celtics and now make the series 2-1. The Celtics still lead it, 
of course, but it isn't 3-0, which means the Raptors still have a good chance. And what was funny is that OG is, is the coldest cat out there, y'all. He got hit in the face, hit in the nose, as he said, as the team celebrated and jumped all over him. They asked him how he felt about hitting that game-winning shot, and OG Ananobi looked and said, it's cool. I mean, come on. OG is the GOAT. Anyways, the Celtics actually took the two-point lead in the final seconds. Kemba Walker had the ball in ISO situation, held it, held it, held it, went to his dribbling move, weaved, penetrated to the lane, weaved out, and drew all defenders stem on the Toronto Raptors side before throwing a perfect bounce pass to Daniel Tice for a dunk with the half second left. That looked like the perfect Kemba killer to really send the Raptors away. But they did it. Somehow, Kyle Iyer was able to throw a beautiful pass over Boston's Taco Fall, <laughs> who Larry said was 7'12". Um, and Taco Fall was put in specifically to disrupt the inbounds play. Somehow he was able to make the pass. OG made the shot. It was it was perfect. And Lowry played virtually the whole game. He finished 31 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Fred Van Vliet scored 25 points. Pascal Siakam still had playing average. He had 16 points, and NOB had 12. For the Celtics, Kemba Walker scored 29. Um, this is the first time the Boston's lost in their last 7 playoff games. Jalen Brown had 19 points and 12 rebounds. And Jason Tam finished with 15 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists. So that, that was solid. It was a very tight game again. OG Anobi really saved them. Toronto was kind of working from behind most of the night. The Raptors were outscored 19-10 to close the half. That gave Boston a 10-point lead. Um, Walker alone at 17 points in the first quarter, and, I mean, he was just on fire. Kyle Lowry, up to this point, he had been 0-5 from three-point range in the game and 1-17 for 17 in the series. He finally connected one in the left corner in the third quarter to bring the Raptors to one, and they would eventually lead by as many as four, but then Boston kind of came over and took the lead head into the fourth. And from that point, it was nip and tuck, and, you know, at the end, OG found a way. OG, oh my. That's it. Um, with that win, Nick Nurse tied Dwayne Casey for the franchise postseason wins lead with 21. What a tremendous uh, two-year stretch for Coach Nurse, right? Isn't that crazy? Uh, as far as Kemba Walker's 71st quarter points, that was a career best for any postseason quarter. He had had 14 in their first quarter against Miami um, back in 2016, that kind of sub-classic Miami-Charlotte series with uh, Dwayne Wade and Kemba Walker going back and forth at it. That that was pretty neat. But, um, yeah, that was it. Game 4 is on Saturday. We'll see how that goes. Uh, just looking at the numbers real quick, already mentioned the stat line, but uh, Pascal, 16 points on 6 of 15 shots. He has not found his rhythm, 7, seven rebounds, 2 assists. He does not look to be that guy that is... You know, we already knew that he wasn't a Kawhi player or even a Kawhi light in terms of realistically and reliably creating his own shot in the playoff situations. And it's showing right now. He, he did not come through. Of the five starters, he had the lowest field goal percentage. Um, right next to him was Fred Van Vliet, who went 9-22 from the field and 5-13 from three. Uh, but Kyle Lowry played superb. Uh, Serge Ibaka was decent off the bench before tonight. Did not play very well. Two points in 21 minutes on 16% shooting. But OG Anobi came through. Mark Gasol had a decent game. And that was really where the Raptors got the collective push they needed. All capped off, of course, by that OG3. For the Celtics, Jason Tatum did not play very well himself. 5-18 from the field. You notice, you notice I said he had 15 points, so that explains that. But he did help in other ways. Jalen Brown, he actually had a good bounce back game. Didn't make a three, but shot 60% from the field. He had 19 points to lead the way. Well, behind Kemba Walker's 29, who was absolutely electric. Uh, Marcus Smart did not hit five straight threes. In fact, he shot two of nine from three and four of 15 overall. But he had 11 points, five rebounds, four assists. Marcus Smart games. And then off the bench, it's the same 
work I've been telling you in that there isn't any work coming off of the bench. Uh, and his Cantor got some minutes, four minutes, four points. You know he's going to get up there and do one thing and not score. Um, but not really a whole lot else. Uh, Grant Williams had five. Brad Wanamaker had five. Rob Williams had three. Had his shot blocked by Serge Ibaka, his first shot, which is only important because he was 10 of 10 um, shooting over his last couple of games before that. But that is really it. We'll see if Toronto can continue to respond and, and maybe win a game comfortably this time because they've been playing catch up to Boston, it seems, all series so far. Even in their win, it took the very last second to do so. So later on today, we have at 6.30 on TNT Eastern Time, the Milwaukee Bucks in the Miami Heat. The Bucks will try to take one and finish where the Raptors are, down 2-1 instead of being down 3-0 because if they are down 3-0, then we will all have some really big concerns about the Milwaukee Bucks. And by the time I get back on this show, on, on Tuesday or Wednesday, the Bucks could be eliminated. So we'll have to see how this works out. But at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have the Lakers playing their first game of the second round in seven years. They play the Houston Rockets. That'll be on ESPN. So one game on TNT, the other game on ESPN. This is the the semifinals now. So we're going to go back and forth a little bit more than we did before. But aside from that, y'all, that's all I got. I actually got 10 more minutes out of this than I thought I would. I'm going to go get myself an antacid. Antacid, antiacid, ant, ant, Pepto Bismol. That's what I meant. Antiacid. I, oh my peoples. I'm sorry. Anyways, I'm gonna go take care of myself. Give myself some self care. Y'all take care. Do what y'all gotta do. Enjoy the weekend that is coming up. I will catch y'all next week. Stay cool. Stay frosty. Respect. Salute. Take care. And I will talk to y'all very, very soon. All right, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.